This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The world waits. What we're learning about the jurors deciding their fate. I've been watching this jury every day for six weeks. I feel like I know them. And Memorial Day standing ovation for Johnny Depp. The embattled chief of police blamed for the blundered police response at the school massacre. He was just elected to the city council and was supposed to be sworn into office today. And hair pull outrage. The shocking video. She's begging for help. Did anyone come to her aid? Then transgender athlete Leah Thomas. She says she wants to go to the Olympics. It's been a goal of mine. And Three Girl Scouts murder mystery. How actress Kristen Chenoweth narrowly averted death when she was a young Girl Scout. She was supposed to be at that camp. I could have been one of them. Will new evidence finally solve the 44-year-old cold case? And the mummy makeover. I want to see my waist again, you know, like. Plus. <laughs> kicked out of a bar. Yeah! Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi and today for Deborah as we broadcast from our newsroom. It is the jury's first full day of deliberations in the Johnny Depp defamation trial. And while the world waits for the decision, who are the jurors and what might be going on inside the jury room? Here's the latest. Deliberations resumed today after a long Memorial weekend off at the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial. I've been watching this jury every day for six weeks. I feel like I know them. There are five men and two women on the seven-person jury. At least five appear to be of Asian descent. Uh, one appears to be African-American. One appears to be white. So it's a mix of ages, but they skew younger. Jury consultant Rachel Colangelo is closely following the trial. Some of them won't look at the evidence at all. They rely on their memories or their notes. Others take a more methodical approach and want to flip through every binder of evidence. Do you think uh, people are on the fence? Do you think people have made up their minds going in? I think the individual jurors have likely made up their minds. The trouble now is they have to come to a group consensus. Will the gender makeup of the jury benefit either side? My expectation is that those five men are going to defer quite a bit to the two women. Given the sensitive gender issues at play, the Me Too movement has made everyone more sensitive to these issues. And so those two women will likely have a very strong voice on this jury. Johnny Depp spent the holiday weekend in England in front of an adoring crowd. He got a standing ovation as a surprise guest of guitar legend Jeff Beck. Depp performed at the Royal Albert Hall on Sunday and Monday nights. It looks like he had his hair dyed. Amber Heard, meanwhile, remains in Virginia waiting for a verdict. There is no way of predicting how long the jury will be out. 
or what the verdict will be. I'll go ahead and, and go out on a limb and say it's going to be Johnny Depp. Why? I think that Amber Heard's credibility really struggled on the stand. Johnny Depp's position seemed a lot more genuine and truthful than Amber Heard's came across in the courtroom. Depp's lawyers have said they brought the case in Virginia in part because they believe the laws there are more favorable to their case. Today in Uvalde, Texas, more tears as the first two funerals were held for the victims of the school shooting. Meantime, there continues to be anger over the fact it took 77 minutes for police to enter the classroom and take down the gunman. Now, the school police chief who was in charge that day is under police protection. Jim Murray reports. The embattled school's police chief of Uvalde, Texas, is under police protection. Chief Pete Arredondo is facing national condemnation for allegedly telling cops to hold off taking down the elementary school shooter until reinforcements arrive. Even his own neighbor is quoted as calling him a coward. He didn't do his job. He failed the children. Arredondo is due to be sworn in today as a newly elected member of the city council. Yes, before the school shooting uproar, he was voted into office by his fellow citizens. But the mayor announced that ceremony has been canceled. Why? Because he says it would coincide with the funerals of the first victims. Actor Matthew McConaughey, who grew up in Uvalde, paid his respects today at a memorial outside the school. This haunting new video captures a student who escaped the carnage. And ABC News obtained video of the school honor roll ceremony that was held the morning of the shooting. Happy faces, young Noah Arona proudly displaying his certificate just an hour before the shooting erupted. Noah was hit by a bullet, but survived. The massacre of 19 children and two teachers continues causing jitters across the USA. Police in Lee County, Florida, took the unusual step of releasing a mugshot of a 10-year-old arrested for allegedly threatening to shoot up his school. We're not showing the youngster's face because of his age. In Brooklyn, New York, spectators at a big boxing match ran for their lives at the Barclays Center, but it turned out to be a false alarm, nothing more than a loud noise that sparked false fears of gunfire. Ten people were injured in the stampede. Tennis ace Naomi Osaka was there, tweeting, We were being yelled at that there was an active shooter, and we had to huddle in a room and close the doors. I was so petrified. Hollywood is taking steps to be sensitive to the situation. The fourth season of the hit Netflix show Stranger Things, which started streaming over Memorial Day weekend, began with a warning because of a scene involving dead children. Given the recent tragic shooting at a school in Texas, viewers may find the opening scene of episode one distressing. And a scene involving a slain teacher in the new Disney Plus show Obi-Wan Kenobi spurred this statement. In light of recent tragic events, we recognize there are certain scenes in this fictional series that some viewers may find upsetting. Yet after all this, it was a violent Memorial Day weekend. At least 39 people were shot to death around the country, 13 of them in Philadelphia alone. President Biden says the federal government may offer funds to raise the school in Uvalde, Texas. A local lawmaker says many of the students are too traumatized to ever go in the school again. With crime soaring on the New York City subways, commuters are on edge, and this won't help. A woman was pulled by her hair through a subway car. What makes it all the more shocking is watching the video, and it appears no one came to her aid. Here's Amber Cogliano. 
The video is truly upsetting. It shows a man grabbing a female subway passenger by her hair, while fellow passengers seem to ignore her cries for help. Do something instead of filming it. This is other, uh, just utterly frustrating. The disturbing incident unfolds with the belligerent man screaming obscenities and taking a seat near two women. One quickly scoots away, sensing menace, but the other isn't so lucky. The assailant violently grabs the frightened woman by her hair and pulls her down. The look on her face is one of utter terror. She pleads to fellow passengers, help me, as someone records the scary incident. Get up! Even when the man yanks her up by her hair and leads her down the aisle, no one appears to help. The crazed assailant finally pushes her away. Today, social media is exploding with outrage, questioning why no one apparently came to the rescue as the female passenger appealed for help. Cowards for not helping her. Today, New York City Mayor Eric Adams promised to do more to deal with the escalating violence on subways. We're going to continue to evolve to get more and more officers out of desk duties into the subway system uh, to deal with the feeling of disorder. A recent poll found safety on the subways is the biggest return to work obstacle for commuters in New York City. Excitement is building around the world for Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee celebration that kicks off Thursday. And for the first time, Her Majesty will be meeting Prince Harry and Meghan's entire family. It's the dress rehearsal for the party of the year, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, celebrating her 70 years on the throne. That's Prince William on horseback in a bearskin hat, rehearsing Trooping the Color, a grand military procession that will take place on Thursday. But the video is sparking controversy over speculation that William's horse was drugged to make him easier to ride. Notice the droopy head. The animal rights organization PETA says because horses are high strung and easily frightened, handlers have been known to administer sedatives ahead of public displays. We can't know if this is the case here, as sometimes horses will lower their heads or move oddly when they're sore or injured. The royals have not responded to the allegation. The military procession kicks off four days of nonstop celebrations. CBS News correspondent Holly Williams is in London covering the Jubilee. It's really regarded as a kind of giant thank you um, by the nation to the Queen for her seven decades of service. Meghan and Harry and their children Archie and Lilibet will be there. It'll be Meghan's first public appearance in London since the couple famously quit the royal family two years ago. She's very unpopular here. Um, that's just a fact. And she's got less popular over time. And her husband, Prince Harry, who used to be one of the most popular members of the royal family, is also unpopular as well. The Sussexes will be keeping a low profile. According to the Times of London, the order from the very top is said to be no dramas. This week must be all about the Queen. Do you think there's concern that Harry and Meghan returning will sort of overshadow the Queen's celebration? There's a distinct possibility that there's going to be a media circus around them. Jubilee celebrations wrap up on Sunday. Leah Thomas, the transgender woman who generated controversy by competing on the women's swim team at the University of Pennsylvania, has granted her first TV interview, and she dropped a bombshell, saying despite the controversy around her, she has dreams of competing in the Olympics. Leah Thomas is breaking her silence. 
I knew there would be scrutiny against me if I uh, competed as a woman. Um, I was prepared for that, but I also don't need anybody's permission to be um, myself and to, to do the sport that I love. The UPenn swimmer made waves outside the pool when she became the first transgender woman to win a Division I national championship in any sport. Her historic win led to a firestorm. Speaking out to ABC, Leah Thomas says depression led her to make the transition from male to female midway through college. I could really barely get out of bed and I I said I can't I can't live like this anymore. Thomas says despite the controversy around her, she now has her sights set on Team USA. Are there Olympics in your future? It's been a goal of mine to, to swim at Olympic trials for, for a very long time, and I, I would love to see that through. Thomas graduated from Penn this month and has plans to attend law school, in addition to trying to reach the 2024 U.S. Olympic team trials. Did you hear the one about the possum that walked into a bar? Well, this isn't a joke. It really happened. Bet you wouldn't do this. A brave woman picks up a possum off the floor of a bar in Brooklyn. The squirmy critter held by the scruff of its neck doesn't seem happy it's getting kicked out of the bar before closing time. Once outside, the woman sets the possum free by a pile of garbage, and off he goes. And in Louisiana, something has spooked this racehorse. So, what is it? It's an alligator slowly crossing the racetrack. We don't blame you, buddy, for being frightened. And down under in Australia, it's man versus kangaroo. But this roo has messed with the wrong guy. Turns out he's a former boxing instructor and knows how to throw a punch. He swats the kangaroo several times with a stick. Then the two actually spar with each other before the dude body slams the kangaroo. Man one, kangaroo zero. Yikes! The man was bitten on the finger, scratched on the head, and got a cut from the ruse claw on the back of his leg. And we'll be back with more Inside Edition after this. Next, three Girl Scouts murder mystery. How actress Kristen Chenoweth narrowly averted death when she was a young Girl Scout. She was supposed to be at that camp. I could have been one of them. Will new evidence finally solve the 44-year-old cold case? And the mommy makeover. I want to see my waist again, you know, like. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Las Vegas Pool Parties. 
Next Inside Edition. They're popular. They sure look fun. But how clean is the water in some of these pools? What is that? Look what we found. Could they be hazardous to your health? We put the pools to the test. Then, how the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is turning this lawyer into a sensation. Next Inside Edition. It was a story that shocked the nation. Three Girl Scouts were murdered in a tent at camp. Decades later, it is still a cold case. And now we are learning that the crime really hit home for actress Kristen Chenoweth. A childhood memory haunts actress and singer Kristen Chenoweth. Celebrated heads of state. It's the brutal murders of three Girl Scouts in 1977 while they were camping. It happened not far from where she grew up in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Three Girl Scouts aged 8, 9, and 10 were discovered today in Locust Grove, Oklahoma. This is a story I wish I never had to tell. It haunts me every day. Chenoweth investigates the murders in a new Hulu documentary, Keeper of the Ashes, the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders, and makes a stunning revelation. She was supposed to be on that camping trip. I remember I should have been on that trip, but I had gotten sick, and Mom said, you can't go. It has stuck with me my whole life. I could have been one of them. Her mother's decision to keep her home may have saved her life. Mike Betcher is the documentary's executive producer. The counselors... The next morning woke up and discovered the three girls. Two of them had been uh, bludgeoned to death and were in their sleeping bags. The third uh, had been uh, sexually assaulted and then murdered. Is it safe to assume that had she been there, she could have been a victim? She could have. The three slain girls were sleeping in a four-person tent in the woods. That left one empty bet, which could have been little Kristen Chenoweth's if she had gone on the trip. Chenoweth went on to international fame as a singer and actress. I'll help you be popular. In the film, she shares just how important the Girl Scouts were to her. As a Girl Scout, I loved going to camp. The friendships that I made, they were like my sisters. 45 years later, the killings officially remain unsolved. A suspect was arrested but acquitted at trial. Jean Leroy Hart, a convicted rapist, died in prison, but he remains the main suspect. When I think of those three girls, I wonder what's the best way to honor them. That's why I've come back home to find answers. Keeper of the Ashes, the Oklahoma Girl Scouts murders is streaming now on Hulu. Still to come, after four kids and COVID. What's my waist again? You know, like. The Mommy Makeover. I'm back. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. This busy mama four is getting a much-needed mommy makeover. Char Jackson is a well-known actress who wants a doctor to remove the fat she says she gained during the pandemic. When you gain weight and, you know, don't really recognize yourself, you lose who you are a little bit. Char starred on Moesha along with Brandy. 
She's also a mom of four, including two children with Britney Spears' ex, Kevin Federline. Hi. Now Inside Morning. Edition is with Shar as she turns to Beverly Hills plastic surgeon, Dr. Samuel Gopanian, for a mommy makeover. I want to see my waist again, you know, like... <laughs> I know it's there because it was there before. I'm going to be doing liposuction of her trunk, her waist, her back, her bra roll area. On the day of surgery, the doctor marks where he'll perform liposuction. He'll also take fat from her arm, which he'll transplant for a butt lift. Char's also getting a tummy tuck revision. After this, I get my life back. Surgery starts with liposuction on her front side. Then it's time for lipo on her love handles, back, and arms. He finishes up with a butt lift and tummy tuck. Six hours later, a very groggy Char is wheeled out of surgery. Ten days later, we check back. She's still in bandages and swollen, but already her new figure is taking shape. She's all smiles, showing off her slimmed-down physique. Look at her before and after the procedure. Char's waist is back. The fat rolls on her back are gone. I'm back! Looking good, and when we come back, a whole lot of cuteness. Finally, oh baby. This baby is chilling out, getting a ride on a Roomba. It's on double duty, cleaning floors and soothing the baby. Speaking of super cute, this little guy is tasting peas for the first time. Doesn't look very happy to us. So cute. And that's Inside Edition for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.